Good morning, everyone. We want to welcome you this morning to worship with us wherever you are. We want you to know that God is with you and that he is for you. And so we invite you just to worship him this morning with us.
Welcome to One Family Church. Our mission is to bring people and God together in love. We're so glad you're here. We all need community. We all need a group where we can connect, care, and grow. That's why One Family Church provides life groups. Life groups are a fun and encouraging way to grow in your faith, make friends, and have a blast. To join, go to onefamilychurch.com slash lifegroups and click view directory. Find the group for you and click join. Enter your information and you're all set. The leader will reach out to you. We've got all kinds of life groups, from deep dive Bible studies to prayer groups to fun activities. So find the group that's right for you and let's grow together. Thank you for celebrating God with us today. It's time now for us to prepare our hearts and our minds to receive God's word. Let's lay aside any distractions and focus our attention on this week's sermon. Well, good morning, everybody. We are so glad you could join us from wherever you are joining us today. Some of you are sitting on your couch. Some of you are on your iPhone, on your iPad, on your TV, on your computer, on your PC. And we are so glad uh, to be able to join you today wherever you are. Um, If you're in St. Louis, you probably read uh, that there is a stay-at-home order in effect for tomorrow. Uh, Monday, and we are going to shut it down after this recording and head home. Uh, and I hope you all are, are safe and sound today. I, I'm just telling you, it has been a crazy week. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. I don't know uh, if it's been as crazy for you, um, but it has been wild for us. But we're grateful uh, that God has been with us as a church family. I'm grateful for every single one of you. Uh, this church family has shown up and shown out like nobody's business in the last, uh, in the last week. Uh, you guys have, have given. You guys have served. Uh, you've been looking after each other, taking care of one another. And, and I'm just so grateful. I, I'm, uh, I, I posted some stuff. Our, our team posted stuff on Instagram and Facebook just to show you some of the things that you guys have been doing uh, during this crazy time, this sort of crisis time, this crisis time, really, pandemic in our world. And uh, I'm just grateful for you. Um, I saw a little meme. I, I, I thought you might like it. It kind of, uh, it kind of resonated with me. Uh, I don't know if this has been your week, but it says, does anybody else feel like life is being written by a fourth grader right now? Uh, and there was this virus, and everyone was scared, and then the world ran out of toilet paper. Yeah, and then there was no school for like a month, and then it snowed. So anyway, I don't know if that's <laughs> the kind of life you're having, but, um, but man, it has been crazy. But we're going to go ahead today. Actually, this will be the last day for a little while um, that I will be preaching from this location. Next time, next Sunday, we'll be live streaming from my house, um, very likely, uh, unless things radically change. Uh, So be prepared for that. Um, But I want to launch today into a brand new series that's going to take us right into Easter. And the series is called Failing Forward, How to Advance Through Adversity. I thought that would be a fitting series. We were already planning to spend some time in this series, uh, but we're just, we're just going to go trucking straight through it because coronavirus will not cancel Easter. How about that? Uh, we will have Easter even if it means uh, remotely live streaming, uh, finding Easter eggs in our own houses. Um, I want to start today in this series uh, looking at the life of really one of my very favorite human beings that ever walked the face of the earth. Uh, but looking at his life on the very worst week of his life. Now, we're going to start walking through the last week of, of, of the life of Jesus, but we're going to do it from the perspective of Simon Peter. Now, Simon Peter 
was a devout follower of Jesus. He was a passionate person. He loved Jesus. He had given up so much to be able to follow Jesus. Uh, But then it all started falling apart in the very last week of Jesus' life. And so we're going to pick up Simon Peter's story. And for the next few weeks, we're going to just spend time with Simon Peter. Because here's what I love about it. What we find about Simon Peter in the last week of Jesus' life, in the worst week of his life, what we discover is that even though we're in a bad season, it doesn't mean we're in a bad story. Even though we might be in a bad chapter, uh, it doesn't mean we're in a bad book. Uh, Simon Peter doesn't realize it when he's in the last week of Jesus' ministry and things are falling apart. doesn't realize it, but there's something beautiful coming around the corner. And that, I think, is, 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 is hopeful for us, and it's inspiring and encouraging to us. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by reading a, uh, a relatively long passage of Scripture. You can follow along in, uh, um, in your Bible or on your Bible app, or you can follow along on the screen. It's uh, from Matthew 26. It says this. Jesus was speaking to his disciples, and he said, This very night you will all fall away on account of me. For it is written, he said, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So Jesus, in this very moment, is telling the disciples, I am going to be, I am going to, I, I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to be captured. I'm going to be arrested. You guys are going to run, uh, and it's going to be a very, very, very bad situation for you. But then he gives some good news. He says, But after I have risen... I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Now, I want you to hold on to that line. Keep that line in your mind because we're going to come back to that in just a couple minutes. Uh, Peter replied, Jesus, even if everybody falls away on account of you, I never will. I will. Everybody else can fall away. Not me. It's not going to happen to me. Even if I have to die with you, he said, I will never disown you. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. And then he did something really interesting. He actually got Simon, Peter, and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he pulled them aside. And the scripture says he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Really interesting words in the Greek here because it's it's sort of an agony that Jesus began to experience. It's a deep grief. The, the, the word troubled, it just means heavy. It, in fact, they use, the, they use one of the words uh, to describe the pain, the anguish of childbirth. Uh, so, so Jesus is feeling this intense pain, this intense uh, grief and distress. And he's got Simon, Peter, uh, and James and John with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow, even to the point of death. So he's just pouring it out. And then he asked them one thing. Stay here, he said, and keep watch with me. Just stay here. Going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and he prayed. And this was his prayer. He said, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. I don't want to experience this hardship that I'm facing right now. I don't want to go through this. If it's possible, take this cup from me, he said, yet not as I will, but as you will. And then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, 
the scripture says, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Now, let me pause you for a minute because uh, Matthew's being very polite here and not telling you that it was Peter, uh, probably because he didn't want Peter to get arrested, so he didn't include his name in this gospel. Um, John, the gospel of John, is not so polite. He says, yeah, it was Simon Peter. He cut off the guy's ear. So, you know, John, John doesn't mind putting Peter on blast. John wanted the top spot anyway, so he just put it right out there. Uh, Peter is the one that cut off the servant's ear. Uh, Jesus said to him, put your sword back in its place, Peter, uh, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Uh, so today I just want to speak for a few minutes in this, in this crazy time of your life, in this crazy time of our life, in this crazy time of Peter's life. I want to speak for a few moments on the question, what do we do when everything seems to be falling apart? What do we do when it just seems like everything is going crazy, when everything is falling apart? Let me pray for us, and then I'm going to talk to you just for a few minutes. Father, we come before you right now. I pray, Lord God, that wherever people are tuning in from, uh, here in St. Louis, uh, around the country, wherever they're, they're tuning in, around the world, I pray, Lord God, that you would bring peace into our hearts. I pray that you would use your words uh, from this message to bring hope, to bring courage, to inspire us, to remind us, God, that uh, it's not over. Uh, whatever we're in right now, whatever chapter we're in, when we're in the craziest week of our life, when we're in the wildest time uh, in, in, for many of us, our, our, our memory, uh, we ask, Lord God, that you would remind us that you are right there with us, uh, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us, and that you have plans and purposes for each and every person here that they would experience who you really are, who they really are, and that they would be able to pursue the purpose that you have for them, trusting you, loving you, and bringing honor, praise, and glory to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, I don't know about you, but this is a crazy time uh, in our life. I remember uh, a few weeks ago, my, my wife was getting ready to go on a trip. She had an opportunity to go uh, down to Florida with some friends, and before she left, she asked me and said, um, hey, if I leave with my friends, uh, do you think you can hold the fort at our house? And, um, you know, it was a good, fair question. We have four kids uh, ranging from three years old to 11 years old. And so she was just saying, you know, there's a lot, lot to do. So I said, babe, I got this. All right. I don't, don't worry about it. I got it. She's like, now, you know, there's, there's a lot to do. You got, you know, got to make sure the kids are fed. You got to clothe the kids. You got to get them to school. Uh, there's a science fair coming up. You got to get all the science fair stuff. Uh, Jameson's got a birthday party he needs to go to, so you need to get a gift for, for uh, his friend. Uh, there's just a lot, a lot of stuff. They got cello lessons. They got climbing lessons. I mean, there's, there's stuff. Are you sure you, you got this? I'm like, babe, just trust me. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I got this. Uh, you know, so she says, okay. So she books the trip. Um, we all pile in the minivan. We're heading over to the airport to drop her off. We're all fine, kisses, hugs, everybody's good. We drop her off. She heads into the, into the airport, and it was sort of like at that moment, it really hit me like, I don't know. I don't know if I got this. Like, I just don't know if this is going to work out so well or not. Um, so literally, we're driving away, and I started to try to remember the things that she had said. I, I remembered something about a science fair. I, I kind of vaguely remembered something. There were cello lessons. There were clients. I couldn't 
I couldn't remember when everything was supposed to be, but I thought, okay, we're, we're going to be okay. But literally the next morning we get up and things just start to fall apart. One of my sons got a cold. So then he had to stay home for, from school. I couldn't, I couldn't let him go to school. Uh, I, I'm trying to get my three-year-old dressed while I'm making breakfast. The toast in, the, in our little toaster oven, we have this toaster oven for whatever reason, it's very, very hot, uh, hotter than it's supposed to. Uh, there's, there's sort of toxic fumes coming out of the toaster oven. Our dog, we have a sweet little doggy that got out of the gate, so we're chasing him down the alley. I'm in my slippers, bathrobe. It was literally like the cello lessons did not happen. The, the climbing lessons did not happen. The birthday gift did not, like none of the things that I was, the children were dressed most of the time and probably in the same clothes most of the time. Uh, and they did get to school, but other than that, things just didn't, didn't happen. Uh, when my wife came home, um, it was really like we had one of these moments where like, you know, what, you know, what happened? Uh, and I went from basically, you know, hey, I got this beforehand to like, hey, they're alive, okay? They're alive, all right? So that's the standard at that point. Uh, I don't know about you, but, but sometimes in our life, especially right now, it can just feel like everything's falling apart. It can just feel like Everything that you were working for, everything you were hoping for, everything that you were moving towards is just falling apart. If you're in college right now, if you're in college, maybe you're not going to graduate or there's not going to be a graduation or you're looking at the career that you chose and you're going, is that career even going to, is that field even going to be there? Like, like, is everything falling apart if you're working right now? I know there are many, many people, even people in our congregation who are vulnerable right now. There are whispers around the office. Is there going to be a layoff? Uh, is this job going to be here? Or what's going to happen? Are we going to shut down? Are we going to stay open? Uh, relationships right now can be a little edgy. I don't know if you've, you know, if you've noticed this, but people are a little tense. There's some, there's some potential frustration happening with people. I mean, just literally everywhere you turn, it can feel like things are falling apart. And so then the question for us is, what do we do in a time like this? What do we do when everything feels like it's falling apart. Simon Peter, what I love about him is we can relate so deeply to him. He's just so raw. He's just such a, a, such a normal human being that just vacillates with all of the emotion and all of the, all of the kind of impulses that we all have. And if you notice, the first thing that he does is he stands up when Jesus says, hey, some bad things are getting ready to happen. He goes, not to me, right? Everybody else may fall away. I won't fall away. I'm going to be good. Everything's going to be fine for me right? So what he does is what a lot of us do in these kinds of situations. When we're faced with an uncomfortable reality, we do what Simon Peter does. We just try to deny it. We say, hey, it's not, it's not going to happen to me. It might happen to other people. It won't happen to me. I have a friend, a good friend, and about 10 days ago, when the universe was totally different, when the world was completely different. Remember 10 days ago? Uh, 10 days ago, um, my, my friend asked me, uh, he said, so are you guys going to be still holding services, you know? And I said, well, what, what do you mean are we still going to be holding services? He said, well, you know, with the coronavirus and everything. And I was like, well, you know, at that point, there had been no orders issued. And there was like one person in St. Louis with the coronavirus. I was like, oh, yeah, of course we're going to be, we're going to be having services. Like, like, you know, I know things are happening in China and things are happening in Seattle. But, I mean, you know, we're St. Louis. We're good. We're <laughs> uh, and, he, and, and we had this sort of like back and forth discussion. And he was really saying, no, I think, you know, it's going to get pretty serious. And, and I remember saying to him, and this, he's never going to let me live this down because he's a lawyer and I used to be a lawyer and, I, and we were kind of texting and emailing this back and forth. And I said to him, and I used this phrase, which I'll, he'll never let me forget. I said, hey, listen, man, 
I can see no rational basis for closing down the church. I can see no, that was on a Thursday. Friday, I sent an email to the church. Hey, everybody, I'm afraid we're going to have to close down. Uh, I mean, it was just like in one day, everything shifted, right? But my first impulse and many of your first impulses, when something really frightening or really upsetting or potentially really damaging or crazy starts to come down our way, our first impulse is just to deny it. Like maybe it'll happen to other people, but it won't happen to me. The problem with doing that and living in denial is that uh, it doesn't stop the thing from coming. It doesn't stop whatever issue is happening in your life, whether it's to take us out of coronavirus for a minute. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe that there's some relationship issues that are going on in your life right now that you've just kind of tried to be blithely unaware of. You've sort of like not tried to uh, uh, act like they're happening to you, or maybe there's some financial struggles that you're facing and you just don't want to face them. You're just trying to deny that they have any effect on you or, or there's something going on with, with your kids or with your friends or, you know, with your schooling or whatever it is, and you're just trying to live in that state of denial. The problem is it just keeps coming. In fact, Jesus takes Peter to the side and he says, man, I'm re- like, I'm really telling you that the scripture, one of the scriptures in Luke, actually, it says that when Jesus was praying and when he was being so full of sorrow in the garden that he was sweating it says, as it were, great drops of blood. He was actually experiencing such high level of intense stress that the, that the sweat coming down on his face had, had, had blood in the, in the sweat because it was just so overwhelmingly intense for him. And, and what I think happened to Peter is what happens to a lot of us when a really, really uncomfortable reality begins to strike. And we're not quite sure what to do. And we can't deny it anymore. We just try to ignore it. In Simon Peter's case, talk about shutting down. Simon Peter literally shut down. He just wiped out. He went to sleep. Jesus is pouring it out to him in the garden and saying, hey, man, listen, this is, this is what's coming. This is what's happening. And Simon Peter says, I, I just don't, I can't, and he shuts down. Maybe that's some of you today. You're in that, you're in that spot, and you're just going, look, I, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to think about it. I'm just going to watch cat videos on YouTube. I just... <laughs> I want out. I don't want to think about anything anymore. I just, I don't want to worry about it. I don't want to think about it, right? We try to deny it. We try to ignore it, but it doesn't go away. It just keeps coming. And so Simon Peter in that moment is shutting down. The, 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 the psychologists call it like emotional flooding. It's that, it's that experience when things are so intense, things are so heavy, that we actually like, they call it stonewalling. We just basically shut down. If you've ever known somebody that's under a very high, highly stressful situation, they just sort of withdraw within themselves and they don't communicate anymore. They're just shutting down. They're, they're metaphorically asleep. They're blocking it off. They're just ignoring it. And that's what Simon Peter's doing. He's like, I can't take it. And he just shuts down. But then the problem comes all the way into the present time because in the garden comes Judas and in the garden comes a mob of people with clubs and spears and swords, and they're ready to arrest Jesus. And they grab a hold of Jesus. And then Simon Peter <laughs> tries the third strategy that many of us try, and that is he just tries to, to fix it. I don't know if there are any fixers out there. Can you just nudge the person on your, <laughs> on your right, on the couch? Just nudge them. Some of us, when we, when we find ourselves in these really intense and difficult situations. We just try to fix it. We just try to do whatever we can. I'm kind of a fixer. 
If something's going wrong, if there's an emotional problem that somebody's got, I can fix it. If it's a financial issue that you're going through, I can fix it. Whatever, if it's a relationship issue, let me try to fix Like, you just want to fix it, right? You just want to do whatever you can. In Peter's case, he, he tries to take on the whole Herodian army by himself with a sword. He ends up just cutting the guy's ear off, right? He just strikes out. I'm, I'm going to fix this, Jesus. Of course, the problem is, is much bigger than what he can handle with a sword, and that's not actually the way to handle it anyway. Because the reality is this, and what we learn from Jesus in this moment, so we learn kind of from Peter what not to do, but we learn from, what Je- from Jesus what to do. Because if you recall, what Jesus did in this moment, in the garden, was he said something to Peter that I believe he is saying to me today, and I believe he is saying, saying to you today. If you remember in the scripture, he said this, He said, I just want you to stay here with me. Simon Peter, I want you to, I just want you to stay with me. Jesus today, I believe, is telling somebody, somebody to, number one, just stay close to him. This can be a time, in fact, I talked to my my pastor um, last week, and one of the things that he said is just, I think I might have mentioned it last week, but it's just stuck with me. He said, you know, this era of social distancing can actually be a time uh, of, of spiritual intimacy. Uh, when we are physically isolated from one another, God can actually use that time to, to allow us to become more intimate with him, to draw us closer and closer to him. I had a professor years ago in, um, in college uh, who was the, the Hebrew Bible um, professor for my college and while I was in class with him, his brother died. Uh, and and uh, his wife called me and said, um, Rabbi Lee would like for you to come and sit Shiva with him. Now, I'd never heard that phrase, so I, you know, I, instead of looking ignorant, I Googled it uh, and, and to figure out what, what, what is sitting Shiva. Uh, and and what, he, what I found, what I discovered, is that sitting Shiva is, is basically when uh, you just go and sit with someone who is mourning. You just go and spend time with them. I mean, you literally, sitting Shiva, we just, we just, I just went to his house and, and wasn't like we needed to say much. Wasn't like we needed to, to talk a lot. We just sat there together, just quietly. Friends and family would come by and, and they might chat a little bit. They might talk a little bit. But really, it was just the fact that you were with them. Jesus is saying to Peter, and I believe he's saying to us today, uh, I just want you to get close to me. Just stay close to me in this time. Why don't you use this time to just draw closer to me? Because the circumstances, right now, you can't change them. Right now, you know, people are working on it. Doctors are working on it. Scientists are working on it. But most of us, we're, this is outside of our control. But what we can control is whether or not we draw closer to Christ in the midst of this. And then Jesus said something that I think even went a little bit further than, than stay close. If you'll notice what he said to Simon Peter, he said, I want you to keep watch with me. He said, watch and pray. And if you look, look up what this means, what he's really saying is, I want you to stay alert with me. I want you to be present with me. I want you to, I want you to actually focus with me and, and, and be there with me, not just physically close, not just stay close, but also stay connected. Get close and get Get deep with me. Let, let this experience draw you into a deeper relationship with God. I was sitting on my, 
on my couch the other day. I, I was on my phone scrolling madly through Instagram and Facebook. I don't know, probably, none of you all, none, none of the rest of you are probably doing that. But I was just going crazy looking stuff up and to the point where my phone almost ran out of juice. And it, it, little, the little red button came on, the little red uh, dial said, you know, I'm out, almost out of battery. Now, I'm sitting probably five feet away from um, my phone charger, but I just didn't want to get up off the couch and walk over and charge my phone. So I did what maybe some of you do. I just put it on power save mode. You just switch the little button, which does help a little bit. It keeps your battery from draining down, you know, quickly, but it doesn't fill your battery up. Some of you today are, are you're actually close to the charger. You're close to God. You're so close to, to being able to connect with God because you don't even realize God is with you. But he doesn't want you to just be close. He wants you to get connected. Some of you today, the battery of your life is draining and you're on power save mode. And he's saying, look, I want you to take this moment and get connected with me. I want you to draw close. I want you to get connected because we're, we're going to get through this. You say, well, what do you mean we're, we're going to get through this? What, what does that even mean? I told you at the beginning, and I'm about to close with this, but I told you at the very beginning that I wanted you to pay attention to something Jesus said. I don't know if you remember it, but at the very beginning, he said these words. He said, after I have risen. This was at the very, very beginning. This was at the very beginning of his conversation with his, with his men. He said, I'm going to be struck. You're going to be scattered like sheep. But after I have risen. In other words, what he's saying is, I want you to stay close. I want you to stay connected. But I really want you to stay tuned. Because there's more to this story than the part that you're experiencing right now. There's more to this story than you can possibly even imagine. Jesus said, look, man, it is Thursday right now. And the soldiers are coming. And, the, and, and Judas is coming, and I'm going to be struck, and you're going to be spread out like she, It's going to be tough. And it might not get better on Friday. And it might not get better on Saturday. But there is a Sunday coming. There is going to be a day when I rise up out of that grave. And for you, look, you're in Thursday right now. You're in the Thursday of your life right now. We don't know what Friday is going to look like. We don't know what Saturday is going to look like. But Jesus is saying, hey, I want you to stay tuned because there is a future for you and there is a purpose for you. And the fact that we're in a bad chapter doesn't mean we're in a bad book. The fact that you're in a time right now in your life that just seems crazy, just seems like everything is falling apart, just know that he's still in charge. He's still in control. He's still got a plan for you and for me. Take hold of him. Stay close. Stay connected. Stay tuned. I want to pray for you. And then I'm going to invite you to respond to this message. Let me pray for you and then I'll uh, close. Father, thank you for each person that is tuning in from wherever they're, they're, they're tuning in today. I just thank you for them. I just pray, God, that you would be Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just, would just overwhelm them with peace. Surround them with comfort. Surround them with love. You are victorious. And even though we're in the Thursday of life, 
where everything seems to be unraveling and falling apart. God, you're still in charge. We put our hope in you. We put our trust in you. We put our love in you. We give you all praise and all glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you now as our worship team is going to lead us in in one final song. I want to invite you to respond to this message. And you can do it uh, on your on your device, on your phone, on your laptop. If you scroll down from where you're looking right now, uh, you're going to see a connection card, uh, an electronic connection card. You can let us know if you have prayer requests. If you need us to pray for you, just let us know. Fill that out. Send it in. And we're going to be available to pray with you, whatever you need. Uh, if, if you are part of our church family or you want to support financially the work of the ministry, uh, I invite you to go down to the giving link. You can sign up and give and continue to support the work uh, that is going on here. And I just thank you, uh, all of you who are doing that. You have been incredibly generous, and we are deeply grateful uh, for your support. Uh, if you want to uh, join our team, if, if you want to uh, join a life group, uh, there, are, there are links on your, uh, on your screen where you can do that. We would love to get you connected with a life group. We're going to start doing them via Google Hangouts and Zoom and using all different kinds of technology, but we want you to stay connected. I pray that you stay safe, stay home. We love you, uh, and we will see you next week. God bless you.
Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.